0: For your selected episode, here are a few words from supporters of the podcast.
1: Next Generation Wrestling is an independent wrestling organization that runs professional wrestling shows in East Tennessee. We have been running shows since 2014 and have featured talented independent wrestlers from all over the world, with our shows being featured primarily on High Spots TV. Follow us on all social media platforms at NextGenTN to find out about upcoming shows.
2: Hey wrestling fans, this is Eddie Shepard one half of the guys over at
0: Wrestling Recommendations telling you to check out our podcast. Each week myself
2: and my best friend Travis Lassiter dive in with a deep retrospective and watch along to some of our favorite matches. We have created a list of over 200 plus matches spanning over 40 plus years. We take all those matches, we throw them into a randomizer and the very next week that's the match we cover. Check us out at Wrestling Recomm on Twitter R E C O M M and Wrestling Recommendations on Facebook and you can find us wherever podcasts are available and let us bring our wrestling recommendations to you
0: And welcome to the latest episode of the Wrestling Purist Podcast. This is episode number 80 of the Retro Review, courtesy of your very own Wrestling Purists. My name is Ryan, alongside Jeff. Jeff, how are you feeling?
1: Hello, hello. I feel good.
0: Excellent. And we're talking WCW today, Jeffrey, 1996 to be specific, but... Here at the Wrestling Pierce Podcast, we do kind of have our very own WCW aficionado, wouldn't, wouldn't you say?
1: Uh, it's true, it's true, it's damn true.
0: God bless, and let me tell you, he's covered up 2000's WCW to make the Millennium jealous, and even the Millennium Man himself jealous. <laughs> um, we're talking from Wrestling Recommendations himself, one half. Of those gentlemen over there, it is Travis Lassiter. Hey man! Oh no! And what?
2: What did you say? I I said, uh, this is heads and shoulders above WCW 2000. I'm gonna get that out there immediately. Uh, there's uh... no 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 contest on this card i mean there's some still some wcw two thousand moments but this is way better
0: <laughs> way better fair fair enough fair fair enough so look uh this is your first time back on the pod since uh gosh canadian stampede so it doesn't feel like that long ago um So we're going to do some hot takes here before we get started with today's episode. Um, I think two things stick out uh, professional wrestling-wise since we last got together. Um, I'm going to start with the one obvious one. And if you watch Dynamite, you know, um, there was a Texas... Chainsaw Massacre Death Match between Jeff Jarrett, ain't he great, and Jeff Hardy. And it was overall an okay match, I think. But there was one really memorable piece about this match. Did did any of you see this match?
2: I mean, um, I saw the highlights. That's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. Um, or the lowlights, like, I should say. The ass end of it. And, well, I mean, one isn't a match. I don't know. I just turned it on, and seen a bloody Jeff Jarrett, any great from head to damn toe? And uh-huh. Satnam Singh, who looked like an extra from the Hills Have Eyes. Yep. And Leatherface? Question mark.
0: Yes. Absolutely correct. So they had an AEW dark regular play the role of quote unquote Leatherface, and he came out towards the um. I don't know. I guess the uh denouement of this match. Mm, look at I, that! I, hey, look! I'm I know that I'm a teacher, but I only teach algebra and geometry. So anything outside of that. It's about 50-50, but um we have Leatherface come out during the denouement of this match, and he has his chainsaw, and you hear the chainsaw revving over top of everything else. He's coming out, and he kicks Sanjay Dutt in uh, the midsection area and chases Karen Jarrett away, and that's it.
3: Uh...
0: <laughs>
2: We got six figures for it that's all that matters want um anybody
0: just help help anything help me out here
2: this is this is a Memphis angle boys <laughs> this, this is the creature for the black lagoon coming from the river it's all this it God. you're probably right yeah Since Tony watched, loved Memphis wrestling. I mean, he's already had a session stand brawl and all that stuff. I'm just waiting. And he's already had empty arena matches. So why not just steal a a monster from the big screen and use them? Fucking him. What else? what is like he makes me
0: hate wrestling so much more. Like he makes me hate. Is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He makes me hate wrestling more and. So he constantly says, oh, the quality of the show is at an all-time high. It's a real war between AEW and WWE. And that's an actual quote that he said in the past. And we're sitting over here looking at the quarterly charts of change. So from last year's Q, uh, Q4, which for people that don't follow statistics, it's fine. Q4, um, Dynamite is down 12% for viewers in the 18 to 49. Uh, For Rampage, it's down 37%. Um, But you might be somebody that's listening to this for the first time or longtime listener and say, you know what? No, no, that was Q4 2022. What a great point you make, random listener. Let's look at Q3 from 2023, okay? While Raw is up 11% from 2022, SmackDown is up 23%, and by God, NXT is up fucking 40% in the 18 to 49 demographic from 2022 to 23. By God, Impact viewership is even up 1%. Now you might be saying oh well 1% don't make don't make a difference. When you're in a positive it's a good thing. Dynamite is down 11% and Rampage is down 18%
2: from existent to non-existent ratings.
0: Yeah. So when when you look at the big picture here, and you know we're math guys on this podcast, that's about, if you average on per week, seven, 700,000 viewers. So you're at 700K. And you're down 10%, that's 70,000 people you've lost. So you're already down to 630,000 viewers on an average basis. So we're talking about 11 and 18%. Not to mention, the quarter before that was 14% down for Dynamite and 23% for Rampage. Uh, something's got to change for us to be profitable. Now, it's not our money. It's fucking Turner Broad, Broadcasting, What, whatever. But at some point, we have to start looking at this. Is it a success? And from a financial standpoint, the answer has to be no. What do you guys think?
1: Oh, well, I, again, this is what I've said for I don't know two years at this point. AEW was never put together; was never created to make a profit. It was put together because Tony Khan wanted to book his, his own wrestling show, which is own wrestling company, which is fine. Like I'm, you know, if I had the money to do some of the stuff that's in my head, I'd probably do some dumb shit too. But what I'm saying is, is again, this was never made to make money or turn a profit so i mean this is which this is what you're this is the reason you're getting what you're getting and booking reasons and this and that so
2: yeah um i think it's just his fantasy wrestling league at this point i have to ignore the dogs in the background my wife just came home um yeah (laughs) but but, uh uh yeah man it's it's just his fantasy wrestling league and he's playing with his dad's money so when's his dad gonna look at it and be like uh you've cost me enough money son um I know they're billionaires, they own the Jack. Yeah, fuck 'em. A food, a football team or whatever you want to call football. You know what? Across across the Pines League for him. Fuck fuck him.
0: Yeah, fuck him. That's right. That's right. Uh we are Newcastle and Liverpool fans here on this podcast, so if you don't like it, get the fuck out. And <laughs> Look, Jeff can back me up on that to no point at all, (laughs) because you you can't see because you're listening, but I'm rocking my fresh Newcastle United jersey, my fit here, Uh, and I'm thrilled. It feels fantastic. Um, I had to go like a size or two up to fit the uh, Castor. Um, God, I hope I'm saying that right. I'm going to embarrass myself.
1: Well, you already embarrassed yourself. It's um, it's it would be a soccer kit, not a soccer jersey.
0: Okay, so you know what? I,
1: from my understanding, you're 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 uncultured swine, so it's not your fault.
0: From my understanding, though, the kit was the whole thing, so it's the whole uniform. So correct me if I'm wrong, please, because this is a football podcast,
2: Jeffrey. Listen, I'm just going to throw I, this out there. I, I don't know anything about soccer, so it's all on you guys.
1: <laughs> um, nobody does know a thing or two about shitty wrestling. So uh, WCW. Hog that, that's Fuck off. True.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Speaking of
1: shitty wrestling, we're talking
0: about Hog Wild 1996 today.
2: Hey guys, you gotta pull uh, a gun before we do this, or no? hillman <laughs> has got a gun. No, Cash Wheeler has a gun. Okay, no, no, C- Cash. Oh my
0: mad. gosh, it's right. Okay, I totally jumped. <laughs> what I wanted to talk about next. Um, and if you don't understand, oh, well, what hold, on, hold on, about, hold on,
1: hold uh, on, hold on. Let me start. Let me start. Allegedly, all right. Now continue.
0: Fuck off. Um, So this is courtesy of PW Insider uh, reports that an arrest warrant was issued for Cash Wheeler on July 28th. That means that this hadn't happened weeks ago and not overnight. He filed a plea of not guilty via his attorney with the Orange County, Florida Circuit Court on August 3rd. His charge of aggravated assault with a firearm is a third degree felony in the state of Florida. He had a hearing this afternoon uh from my recollection they did not um and this is just from what I read on twitter they did not take his passport which means the aw marks have rejoiced on twitter and said the match is still on um spoiler alert not, yeah i mean it, fuck like what what are what are we doing here okay side put to the side the cash wheeler might be going to jail Or is guilty of some crime. It's funny to me. Yeah, well, I don't fucking care at this point. AEW diehards will carry this to their grave that Cash Wheeler is completely innocent and him and Dax Harwood will have their match at all in and they will retain their A W Tag Team Championships. However... Why, a? why is this coming up now? B, if we're firing people for um different episodes of misconduct, um does he still have a job? C, it's a picket. It's pick a choose,
2: man. he's not getting fired.
0: No, you're right. No. C throughout all of this, has nobody made a mention of, oh, well, we're going to, you know, we're going to wait the outcome, but we're still going to send him to some sort of treatment or um, class or anything. So here's my two cents, and I'll let you guys chime, chime in. CM FTR is a real thing. CM Punk is an absolute cancer on the sport of professional wrestling. <laughs> and... I know that Jeff's giving me a weird look, (laughs) but when you start getting people kicked out of televised shows, regardless of who they are, and we are now to the point where you're getting your quote-unquote friends hired and paid back pay for things that they shouldn't be paid for, there's a fucking problem. Okay, So not only is CM Punk the cancer Tony Khan is just an enabler In this whole fucking stream of process here So both of them are wrong This has nothing to do with the fact that I'm not a CM Punk guy Pass to Jeff
2: Jeff, (laughs) Jeff, 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 Jeff
1: (laughs) Um, Okay, so I just like getting Jeff
0: all riled
1: up no, I mean, I'm actually not riled. It's simple. I mean, this is what this company was built on. <laughs> <laughs> Except for uh, during that time, it was Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And now yeah. somebody with, with more pull than they actually have came in and said, oh, okay, cool. Well, like, I can do things with the money mark, too, just like you guys are doing. So, and now we're here. You know? It is what it is.
2: Well, here's my thing on it, man. It's like, if you if you've allowed it the guy to control your locker room, then that, that's on you. That's on Tony Khan. Like yeah. He he should have known better than this at this point. Like he knows, but what he's doing is only going to keep enabling a hostile work environment for everyone else. Like if you send home Ryan Nemeth, which no one gives a shit about Ryan Nemeth, just gonna throw that out there. Um yeah. but then you sit but then you're allowed to send home your head of talent relations, there's a fucking problem there. I mean, I'm just saying there's a there is a problem there because you shouldn't have any control over what your head of talent relations is doing. I mean, maybe, you know, Matt Hardy probably needs to stay home anyway. You know, Him and his <laughs> freaking janky legs and stuff. But I mean, I, I dude, I, I don't see how like you could keep doing this and, and and have a good work environment for these guys. I just don't I just don't see it.
1: No, well, the, at the end of the at the end of the day, no matter what somebody does, the elite punk, whoever this, you know, hangman, whatever, it's on Tony. Tony's allowed all of this, and when you can't tell anybody no, or you can't put anybody in their place and say, "Hey, chill the fuck out. We're not doing this. We're doing what I tell you to do." Well, this is this is what you get. You get you get WCW. <laughs> I mean, it's you know.
2: Ooh. Well, I mean, and that's exactly what it's going to turn into to because cm punk is the hogan cm punk is going to be the hogan of AEW, and then you're going to have sure. except they're going to be all separate shows you have cm punk over here and you have kenny omega and the bucks over here and they're both yep. going to fucking drown it before it's yep. all said and done because there's like, nobody be... to, to stop uh, either party you know what i'm saying you know you know who could stop them john moxley
0: <laughs> you know what <laughs> of he, the year. he can go fuck himself too with his fucking dad dad bod of bullshit so my thing is is that we've seen talent at the very least sent to a class or rehab or just flat out released from AEW, just for the pure fact of allegations. Now, we're in a situation where Cash Wheeler has actually been to court for this. And obviously pleaded not guilty, what have you. So, reading um, some information, and this is per um, Fightful Select. So you gotta pay to get this, but I'm getting General it for free. Sam. Oh, yeah, he's he's a fucking scumbag, too. Members of AEW's management team and roster were surprised by the news of Cash Wheeler's arrest. Uh, he was arrested on account of aggravated assault with a firearm after a, an incident where he is accused of pointing a handgun at a driver during a quote-unquote road rage-type situation. So, I mean, and cr- anybody correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody who is in a combat sport of any kind, whether it's professional wrestling or mixed martial arts, and you hear of something where one of your talents is involved or, sorry, allegedly involved, sorry, in a road rage type of a situation, what is your first move other than get in contact with the talent?
1: Well, usually they're uh, suspended or put on some type of whatever, whatever, until whatever. But I look, I, uh, I mean, he he he's obviously he's clearly not he's clearly not going to be suspended. But like, we live in a world where somehow, again, a fight, a uh, uh, like shoot, weird fight between punk and the elite, it will be more. Uh, you know, it's gonna be more detrimental to the to this company and more click worthy than you know someone actually pointing a gun at somebody on a road rage charge. You know what I'm saying? Which, yeah. again, I don't know. I could care less. He may be in the right. He may be in the wrong. It don't don't make a difference to me. You know, whatever you gotta do, what you gotta do. But um, you know, the internet wrestling community will they'll just brush over this like it's nothing. But then I'll go the other way too. I, I'm not saying we should fucking like we shouldn't. Put him in a rocket and shoot him to Mars, either. But um, I guess we'll see.
2: Well, the thing is, is the young the young Bucks fans are going to be on his ass. They're not gonna, they're not gonna let it go. That's gonna be the problem. They're gonna be dicks about it, and and they're gonna because he's friends with CM Punk and they hate CM Punk. So, but mm-hmm. they'll be like, yeah, the Bucks should win the belts, and then then we just suspend FTR. And we want do we know who the real best tag team is? Because they're Christians, and they. They do flips, and they're Christians. Well, well they to, the Travis,
1: to Travis, it, well, it's been out for a while, but again, the 2017 wrestling people maybe weren't around then, but yeah, you know, a month ago, the clip came out of the Young Bucks calling somebody a faggot, and you yep. never heard of it. Nobody, no people couldn't care, and in this world of cancer culture, now, I'm of the mindset that I'm not too, up, too upset about it because it's pro wrestling, and you know, not anything goes in pro wrestling, but it's pro wrestling, you know. Um, but with that being said, like in a world of like cancel culture for every single damn thing, these guys are out here calling somebody a faggot on video and nobody cares. Nobody cares. I mm-hmm. Did you hear yep. Melter or Rossop say anything about it? I didn't think so. Not a thing. I didn't think so. <laughs> but, but guess what? They can tell you everything going on with CM Punk, though. I bet you that
2: they can yeah. tell you all
1: that stuff. Wrestling pariah,
2: like. Well, and the thing of is, I saw the comments from their fans, and they're like, "Oh, that was taken out of context." There was a promo oh. where they they were called that, and blah blah blah. Mm. Okay. Yeah.
3: Um.
0: And I'm like, <sighs> I'm I'm just so blown that this happened t- today it like news broke on this earlier today and within minutes fans were like oh well uh, you got to hear about the story when jimmy havoc okay cuz right, jimmy havoc was an AEW guy um when he was accused in the speaking out movement mm-hmm. no look Nobody bats an eye over Cash Wheeler doing it. But or for his thing, I'm not gonna try and associate the two together. But when Jimmy Havoc is mentioned in the speaking out movement, you know, everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, uh, he shouldn't work for AEW anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, where the fuck do we draw the line? with talent, just getting away with whatever they want to. If you're a guy that can come to any taped or televised show and just be like, you know what? I didn't like how he responded to me on Twitter because I'm a fucking pussy in 2023 and I don't want him to be at my show. Then I guess he shouldn't be here. And then you get to not be at the show, regardless of who you are. Like I don't understand this. I don't understand anything that has happened since, and I'm not a CM Punk guy, so reel it in. Anything that CM Punk has done since he's been in AEW. Is he a draw? Yes, without a doubt. Has he, on the pay-per-views that he's been involved with, Drawn the highest pay-per-view numbers in company history. Yes, without a doubt. Has he caused drama and unnecessary bullshit chaos wherever he's been in AEW? Yes, one hundred ten percent. And is bringing, I mean it's aw so negative publicity is general publicity i guess but negative publicity to the brand to the wrestling profession where do where where do we draw the line
1: uh, um Kai, can i ask you a question do
0: you it know
1: um are we talking about cm punk on this podcast right now
0: oh you know we are
1: okay um there is no line it's professional wrestling he, oh, he's just
0: fuck you No, theres there is there there,
1: no, there, there, is there, there isn't he's just being a professional wrestler and he he's he's one of the guys that doesn't care whether it's in your face or not if you don't like it again we've touched on this a thousand times whether you like punk or not he has the, the type of person you either love him like me or you want to punch him in the face and i think both sides are true It's true it's truth to both sides um so yeah i mean again he's found his own niche at this company that don't get me wrong that they asked him maybe not they more tony they asked him to come back you know so well you know you play with the bull you you get the horns punk's gonna do what punk's gonna do i think he was fine until he kind of got i mean i'm using the the term fucked over loosely you Mm. you know because like did he get fucked over no not really but again he's from a different uh uh time of wrestling compared to the to the young bucks in that in that crowd of people so um i mean it's safe to say he's old school to to some extent and again he can he's done it before he'll take his ball and go home he he don't give a damn which again in total now with 2023 vision 2023 in hindsight he was completely right about everything that happened in WWE you might not I like him personally, but he was mm-hmm. right about it four or five years before all the other bullshit came out about this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, is he himself? Is he a dickhead? Is he this and that? Oh, 100%. You're never going to hear me argue Uh, you know that at all. And I'm not going to argue. I'm never going to argue somebody like, no, man, you just got to give him a cheat. Like, no, 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 no. You either like him or you don't. It's It's that simple. So and let me
0: circle back to this real quick. So you getting your friends hired back after biting people, after biting other talent and having them be paid for the time that they haven't worked. That's all. That's all a part of being with AEW. Yeah. yeah, uh,
1: yeah yes, it is. Because, um, no one was saying this when Kenny Omega was flipping in the ring and falling on his ass, and they were biting the guy's arm in the ring and making a haha funny joke on CM Punk. It was like, oh, look how cool, ha ha. Or Darby Allen the other day, a while ago, coming out and like, I didn't tell Tony Khan to sign to sign the the son of the guy that trained me that died. Yeah, yeah, but you did though. So yeah, it's all a part of it. Well, <laughs> uh, oh. Okay, so to respond to that,
0: um and look, I'm not and look, I'm not an elite guy and I'm not a punk guy. But there has to be a line where CM Punk isn't an e- an EVP at this point. Because let's think of everything that's transpired. So, he's gotten into an actual physical alter- altercation with other members of talent. He's now. He's been suspended. He's been re. He's been brought back, okay, as the. I don't know how to phrase this. The primary guy of a brand new, television show. You're the front man, okay. Not only that, but now you have this championship. Like you're the real true champion. So Matt Tave has already done this better, but you're the real world champion shtick. Okay. And on top of that, you are bringing back talent who shouldn't be with the company because you have so many damn producers as it is. But now Ace Steele is back with the company, getting paid for the time that he lost being away from the company for what? It's, it's uh, uh for it's a complete uh, uh, mind mind fuck
1: it's not it's not it's because when all this happened with cm punk punk didn't say anything everybody ran not, I, i'm not saying everybody i'm just yeah. i'm blanketing everybody ran him down you know like all the he did this and he did that and cm punk didn't say a word right correct correct didn't didn't say anything and all and everybody was running with all this stuff on how people were kicking dogs, biting people, and people's wives were getting. You know, you know, like we don't really know. You know, what I'm saying because we weren't there. But like, you know, all this stuff was going on, and he didn't say jack shit. You're right. Now, now he he came back, and guess what? He wants his pound of flesh, and he's getting it. And Who you think? He, uh,
0: yeah. Sorry, chime in.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but here's here's the thing, like. It still goes back to Tony Khan not policing his his wrestlers and his locker room and also letting uh, Warner Brothers dictate who needs to be on his fucking wrestling show because they said, or rumors were, that if he didn't have Punk, they didn't have Collision. So he let that speak for him instead of him being like, Hey, man, you know this guy's detrimental to my locker room. This is what we have. And then if they didn't give you the show, then... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, he's in a tough spot with that, but you should never let a television company tell you what to do with your program if you're mm-hmm. trying to create a wrestling promotion. Do you think WWE uh, said uh, when Stone Cold walked out, USA's like, we need Stone Cold back? No, Vince was like, fuck him. He'll come back if he wants to come back. We're mm-hmm. not, We're you know, we brought the rock back for a time period to fill in for that. But see, that's the thing, like, Tony Khan has no backbone. Nope. He is no no better than Billy Corgan and people like that who think they can run a wrestling promotion ooh, 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 and they fucking can't. And I'm, he's just got more he's just got deeper pockets than Billy Corgan. Yeah. Um that's the only thing man and I just don't get where people think he's such a great promoter. When all I hear about is how bad his locker room is, how he can't make a decision, how he lets punk tell people what they can do and what they can't do. If he wants this company to survive another 10 years or another five years, he's going to have to put his fucking foot down. Yeah, he's I just never I don't see him ever having the backbone to do that. If anybody does it, he'll call his dad. And his dad will have to do it for him.
1: And I'm telling you, th- there's going to be a dark side of the ring and a thirty for thirty. Like once all this blows over, and i I might be talking about Punk. I mean, like once this company is like goes under or is in ten years, we you know when when the elite don't have a hold over it or slash Punk doesn't have a hold over it, as in, hey, you got to treat them nice to get on the show, you know? Like yeah, you, you want, once all that's over with, well then you're really gonna hear about how this place is really run and this side now. They're just like the women's. Um Lou Fista was on Twitter a month ago, a couple weeks ago, talking about how she got jerked around when she went there and like how it was this and that. And then the uh-huh. whole all the women's locker room came to AEW's defense and was like, Oh no, we love each other. There's nothing wrong here. There's never anything wrong at AEW. It's just like how 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 could the world's best wrestling company have a problem anywhere with anything, with any talent ever? Okay. Well see that
2: that's all right. the problem with that is They all banded together against her, but there's got to be some kind of truth to that, or she wouldn't have said it to begin with. Yeah. And they sit there and talk shit about Thunder Rosa and all these people, but she's still there. And here's, here's another thing. What happened to collision being the show for Andrade and Miro and people like that? Has anybody seen them lately? Anybody seen them lately? Because they're not
1: figured in, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, you know, it's the elite and the pillars and that's it it's that well, simple. and that's
2: that's what the show started out as and it's turned into the same bullshit dynamite is mm-hmm. and they can quote me on that one because it is the damn truth like nobody else is getting opportunities like they said they would it's the same damn people and why would you offer kip sabian another contract the is not even on tv And he's, he's not, he's not stupid. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go apply my trade somewhere else. No, you're going to offer me like 350 grand just to sit my ass in the back. You damn right. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Again, I I don't watch. I mean, I
1: know what's going on loosely because, you know, I follow on Twitter and social media and all that, but like, again, um, what is, what is Hobbs doing and why can't he be a world champion?
2: You mean ice Train's son?
1: Or why, can't he, be, uh, 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 why can't he be a big bad that that someone needs to face or conquer? Like, you know what I'm saying? Nope. It's the same people that it always is. You know what I'm saying?
2: no, It's, it's because you got to keep bringing in people from other promotions like Will Ospreay, which don't get me wrong. Will Ospreay is a great wrestler, great attraction. But why can't that spot be for an AEW guy? Why can't it be for somebody that's already there that is established? like AEW is no better than WWE for bringing in talent from the outside to fill in a spot that should be a WWE guest spot or an AEW guest spot. Um. So just to piggyback on that
0: collision this past week from August 12th, um, the acclaimed versus the iron savages. When's the last time you saw them on television? Oh no, and acclaim was the fucking hottest act they had for six months. Yeah. Um after that, Mercedes Martinez and Diamante versus Willow Nightingale and Chris Statlander. Uh, why?
3: Okay. Um, it's
2: turning into Rampage. Yep. <laughs> it's what it's, let's just throw matches on there. They're only here to watch punt, throw a match on there. That's Samoa it. Joe versus Andrew Everett
0: continuing on luchasaurus versus brock anderson fucking more a super vanilla arn anderson clone
2: hey i love christian though love christian at Still last he's on his own <laughs> he's okay. he's the tnt champion damn it he's
0: the tnt champion
1: remember uh, remember bro, uh what's that guy that used to have, that used to wrestle? Remember this guy named Wardlow that was over like, Oh fuck. Was, oh, was I like,
0: look, Holy over, shit. Was I totally over like forgot mother, about him.
1: Like over like a mother and then had to come out there and say like, I, I know people are, are out on the internet saying I'm not this and not that. I'm not that. Well, if you got guys cutting promos saying that on national television, you're screwed. Like, and then, and then he, he, no. he went the way of the dodo as well. So, Get out of here, everybody talking about well, Jeff. They push young stars, no, they push the same handful of guys that they push, and Will that's who does a star,
0: damn it. Oh, fuck that vanilla motherfucker. Uh, the main event was CM Punk and FTR versus the House of Black. Um, sure, I mean, it, it look, you're getting five matches on the card, and then there's always that graphic that comes out every week that's like, oh, well, here's the percentage of. Wrestling that was on Rampage or uh Collision, and it's like, oh, it's always like 30 to 40 to 50 percent. Like,
2: sure, why not? Fucking bullshit. You know, but the problem with that is it's random matches with no storyline or n- no real consequence for having a match. So what's it doesn't matter if the show's fifty percent wrestling if it's not good wrestling. And we're supposed to build a pay-per-view up in two
0: weeks. Two weeks to all in. Three weeks to all out. So you have to build two whole pay-per-views worth of matches. And Tony Khan fucking bold bullshit has got to have at least 12 matches. Okay? If you go by ROH standards, 12 matches at least. Okay? Or if it's a major show, anything AEW putting on, 15 matches. Okay, you're telling me in two weeks we can get that done? Fucking bullshit.
2: Here's here's a question for you: Have they even announced any matches for All In? Oh, they absolutely
0: have. I'm so glad you asked. I mean, oh,
2: or All Out. Sorry, I mean All Out. But oh, you know. All Out. Oh, I'm sure see, they haven't.
0: You've uh, you have thrown this for a loop. Let's see. So all, all In. Is- and look, I don't even know if they can announce matches for All Out before. Oh, no. Sorry. Darby Allen won that uh, Battle Royale. No, sorry. Royal Rampage Battle Royale on the July 21st episode of Rampage to earn a TNT Championship match against Luchasaurus.
2: Now, so that's the cool. only match you have announced for your pay-per-view a little bit further down the road.
0: Yeah. Now, let me talk to you about the all-in card, which is two weeks away. And credit for them, they have eight matches right now instead of four and then announcing 11 more within five days of the pay-per-view. Um. Oh, lo- lo- look at that. On the Zero Hour, Ring of Honor Tag Team Title Match. Fuck off, Tony Khan. I fucking hate you.
2: Why not have that match open the show? It's going to or, be five hours long,
0: or maybe have it open and a Ring of Honor pay per view. Why did we have to hot hot shot this tag team? Because we have that. We have for now FTR and the Young Bucks. The four way for the women's title. Oh shit! The tag team coffin match.
2: Yeah, um, and the only reason they're doing that is because the Undertaker had a coffin match there in '92 yep um
0: six man <laughs> tag match <laughs> look with, how cool yeah with the golden elite and the callus family um stadium stampede match um eddie Kingston can go fuck himself and so can john moxley osprey jericho nobody fucking cares and mjf adam cole nobody fucking cares there's Here's so the much oh
2: my god why would you book? your main event in a pointless tag match on the pre-show and risk them getting injured before your biggest show ever. Anybody give me a reason?
1: Because a booker of the year.
0: No, but I'm just just struggling to find context. And that's where my disconnect is, is that there's no rhyme or reason to anything
2: that's being done at all. Period. None. Nil. Nine. And here, here's going back to Jeff's point of no one was, a re- these people weren't a wrestling family true in 2017. Can somebody tell me what this angle between uh, Adam Cole and MJF is pretty much exactly alike? Jericho and Kevin Owens from yeah. like 2015-16. That's, That's exactly friendship, what this baby. angle is. It's all it is rehashed. And these people weren't watching wrestling at the time. And they think it's the greatest thing ever. It was cool when it was done uh, seven years ago. Yeah, you're right. But but they didn't watch wrestling before then.
0: 20, 2017, baby. <laughs> Look, I want to talk about awesome. something positive. But La- any thing. final
2: thoughts? Yeah, Fi- final thoughts. Why am I supposed to care about Jericho all of a sudden? Am I supposed to? Is he a baby face now because he got attacked by Don Callis? Yes. So, or is Jericho and, and Kenny Omega going to ta- become a tag team and wrestle the one person in the Callis family? Yes. Because I don't think they've officially put Bullet Club gold in the Callis family, have they? Not yet.
1: What, what's this Callis family about?
2: It's his uh, heel uh, group uh, that only has to take a shit
1: in it. You know what, actually? Never mind. <laughs> you do as soon as he
2: asked. Okay. He has one person in it. Take a shit up. That's it. That's it.
0: Take a shit. I like him. Fuck. It's bullshit. Um, just put your seatbelt on and enjoy the ride. Okay. That's all. That's all AEW is. It's you buckle your seatbelt in at eight o'clock for dynamite and you just ride the ride.
2: That's it. Boys, you know what the, you know what AEW's going to do one day, right? They're going to go to fucking Sturgis. They're going to go oh, to fucking sheesh. Sturgis. God damn it. They me, do everything I, else they do.
0: Look, <laughs> I you don't know how much I appreciate that because circling back for Retro Review number 80 is Hog Wild 1996. This is the inaugural event held from the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in Sturgis, South Dakota. Um, let me let me talk to you here just for a minute, guys, because this is the inaugural event. We've never done this before in WCW, and lo and behold, the month before was Bash the Beach, nineteen ninety six. I know that you guys know, but somebody educate our our fan base as to what happened just a pay per view prior. At Bash the Beach
1: 1996, yes, the Hogan Mark. Let's go. You got this. Um. Well, with that being said, I mean, what Hulk Hogan did, uh, at Bash at the Beach 1996, I mean, changed the whole trajectory of professional wrestling. And you know, you guys can, I mean, you can say it. Well, not not y'all, but people can say whatever they want and this that and the other. But Hulk Hogan is one of the one of the greatest heels of all time um, as Hollywood Hogan and one of the greatest baby faces of all time. And by him turning heel and having the outsiders and starting the NWO, uh, changed wrestling forever. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I I could say that. I mean, he started the new world organization bro, brother um, <laughs> that night in a <laughs> in Daytona beach but Mm -hmm. he he also uh started he also started spray painting a title belt which now cm punk does um real original idea there call himself the real world's champ like uh rick flair but um yeah man bash at the beach is a pillar moment in wrestling history like and there's people now that don't even know what the hell that is but the new world order swept the wrestling world for the next two years and gave wcw the ammunition to beat WWE at the, you know, in the ratings for 83 weeks, brother, 83 um, weeks, man.
3: Uh, yeah. And brother. this
2: is, and this is the first show hog wild that Hulk Hogan is a heel. It's the yes. first show for the NWO as a group mm-hmm. wrestling on the show besides bashing the beach. But, uh, and it's, it's wild, man, because you could tell they had not planned Hogan to be in the NWO by the VHS cover and the, uh, poster for the show. Because he's still no. on the red and yellow. He's on. He's on a red and yellow Harley, sitting on it, flexing his muscles with his Hulkster belt. So, um, yep. also, it just tells you how quickly this happened at this time.
1: Also, too, we'll we'll get into it later with the show. But like you can tell when he comes out, he's he's re- he's really not Hollywood Hogan yet. He really isn't. No. But like he's, he's still, he's, still he's so- learning. Yeah, it's so weird seeing him because mm-hmm. you, can, you can tell he's not really confident. You know, he's not yep. really – you can tell he's uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. But he's doing his best, you know what I'm saying? Now, eventually he would slide into it, the role – I, I think Hollywood Hogan actually is Terry, and that's the difference. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, hey, you know, I'm not here to – I'm not going to throw any dirt on Hogan's name. I can tell you that right now, brother. Of course not.
2: <laughs> Linda did enough for that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: jesus oh
2: so i was gonna say right now man okay. you're, you're correct later on he's he he's he's very nervous in the fact of being a heel. like i still i think he agreed to the idea because his character was stale but like he didn't know what hollywood hogan was going to be I, I think it took him a good you get past star k 96 and he starts really coming into his own as it's Hollywood Hogan, but you got to think, man, his wrestling style doesn't change that much from face to heel. He still does the back rakes and all that stuff. So it's not, he he's not changed a whole lot.
1: No, no, Fair you're enough. right.
0: Fair enough. I remember as a kid and I was born in 89. So 96, uh, that would have been six years old. I remember watching back to the beach, 96. And being distraught, okay, <laughs> vocabulary distraught that Hulk Hogan was the third man, and watching it back, watching everything transpire, it's like, oh yeah, well he's coming down, and you know Heenan gives it away. Well, who's the third man? You what know, are you talking Hogan about? Man.
2: Yeah. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah. Oh no, 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 no it was. Whose who's side is he on? Like, first of all, and, and I know we've covered this before, but obviously if you're asking that question, it's going to be Hogan. Okay? Let's put that out there. On top of that, and hot hot take, biggest moment in professional wrestling history, at least to that point.
3: Oh, I agree.
2: Man. You might could do Hogan Andre at WrestleMania 3 is right. Uh, there fuck
0: it. that shit. Okay. I, yeah, the see, only reason it's big is because is because we look, we as wrestling purists already know that Andre the Giant has been body slammed before then many a times. No. Yeah. But now yeah. it's a big deal because American audiences no. see it.
1: No, it's a big deal because it's the reason why you're you know, you you go to whatever job you fucking work at anybody and find 10 people. And I guarantee you seven or eight of them know who Hulk Hogan is. That's why. Oh yeah.
2: He, he became a household name with that. I mean, like that's Andre was the household name that he, he got the the torch passed to him. WrestleMania three is why wrestling exploded the way it did. Yes. In my opinion. Um, and that's, that's on Hulk Hogan and Andre's back, man. But this right here is the rebirth of professional wrestling. The match yes, at the beach angle with Hogan <laughs> as the heel. So,
1: this is to me. This is yeah. This is definitely second. But I mean, it's it's. I remember what I was wearing. I remember mean, where I was at. I remember all this stuff. I remember my dad going ape shit. I remember my dad getting up, jumping around, going like, "Well, my dad's." To be fair, my dad's a Mark, but I remember yeah, my yeah. dad getting him jumping around like no shit, like holy shit, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like my obviously my dad's older than me, obviously. Right? You're watching wrestling his whole entire life, you know? My dad fucking couldn't believe it, you know? He, you know, you get yes, you guys don't know my dad, and that's fair, but like for my dad to get up and like run around, Yeah. <laughs> like you know, like run around the fucking house, like holy shit, you know? Because you know, because a heel turn, a uh, uh, Hulk Hogan of all people. And it was such a good thing. It was. It was. It just goes to show you professional wrestling, and you could even argue uh, Roman Reigns is how Roman Reigns has, done, has gone to some extent. For my dad to turn to turn fucking face and like Hulk Hogan uh, in the NWO for someone he completely hated his whole entire life until five seconds before he leg dropped, Macho Man is the beauty of pro wrestling. Because <laughs> <laughs> then my dad just turned like a fucking schoolgirl. I mean, he just he just couldn't he
2: couldn't get enough of Hogan. Uh, it made Hogan cool again because there for oh. a while he was, man, he was on the, the downturn. No one would say their prayers and take their vitamins. I mean, everyone hated the Dungeon of Doom angle. Like, yeah,
1: I mean, he was Cena, <laughs> uh, he was John was, Cena, but worse, you know, like worst.
2: Oh yeah, it, it was, it, and it was evident from when he left WWF. He had that first year. About six months in WCW, where everybody's excited to see him. And then they're like, oh, same thing. He's beating everybody. Now he's wrestling monsters. He's wrestling Z Gangsta. He's <laughs> wrestling the Shark. <laughs> like, no, no one wants to <laughs> see this. Damn it. Damn Z Gangsta, whatever.
0: Um, But yeah. So, th- this is still as. You know, we're discussing this still top two to this point. Um, professional wrestling moments in professional wrestling history. Uh, can we can we can we agree on
2: that? I mean, unless you count when Repo Man stole Macho Man's hat. Oh, I mean, that it. was pretty damn it. <laughs> that was pretty up there, too. Yet. well, or Bret Hart got his jacket stolen by John Pierre Lafitte. Mm-hmm. No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think you meant PCO, but I'll let it. I'll let it slide.
2: <laughs> oh boy!
0: Yeah. You buy know PCO on Impact Wrestling every Thursday night at eight PM oh only on Axis Shameless,
2: shameless plug! Do man.
1: you have no respect? Uh,
0: I watch it every week, so you can fuck yeah, off that's
1: that's the problem. You and you know all one of you, <laughs> all ten of them. I'm fans. sorry, Frankenstein!
0: Damn it. I'm sorry, when was the last time, Jeff, you watched Impact from start from start to finish?
1: I, I don't wanna, you know, I'd rather not have my eyes bleed.
0: And I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm gonna start doing this now because people, when I'm like, you know what? Im, you know what Impact's pick pick it up a little bit. And, I'm, and then I can fire back. When was the last time you watched it start to finish? Because I'll tell you what. Um there's only been one period of bad wrestling in Impact, and it was when Hulk Hogan and TNA were in the same sentence. <laughs> and uh, you can you can be on your Terry Cloth all you want. Okay. But you cannot sit there and tell me that there is a worse period in TNA than the Hulk Hogan era of total nonstop action wrestling. No shot.
2: Maybe the era that follows right after be included. Yeah, probably honestly. That was the
0: uh that's... I would honestly call that the what the E what the EC3 era?
2: Yeah the end of Dixie Carter essentially like yeah <laughs> that's 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 pretty much you you those arrows lead right into each other and they're both god awful i'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you that's really close but we the fact that we
0: as a collab kind of decided to cover TNA twenty ten Shows then we quit. And then we quit. <laughs> quit. Now, there's gotta be
2: something to say for that. So well, the nasty boys were it. nasty. I am son. Nasty, nasty I, am I am in 2010. And really so,
0: this so bad. They're not they're not even on this show. But speaking of on this show, I say we get started with this because I there are some really good matches on here. And I don't want to let that fall mm-hmm. to the wayside just because I like shitting on AEW, CM Punk, and everything that follows. True. <laughs> so, show starts off, we get a video package. Um, he met, uh, and we have Tony Giovanni. we're doing a voiceover. So um, he's, bad. So bad. And he's mentioning... Uh, being in the Black Hills of South Dakota. And now tonight will be different than anything anyone has seen before.
2: Unless you watch Great American... Ba- or not, uh, Bachelor of the Beach 95. Yep. <laughs>
0: exactly.
2: So there's no annoying motorcycles of that fucking show.
0: Yep. We get a live shot from a nearby helicopter. We get our announced team for the night. Uh, Shivani, Dusty Rhodes, and Bobby Heenan. Cool. They're all out in their motorcycle gear. Also cool. Um, <laughs> main event preview. And then we get to the Cruiserweight Championship match. And we have Mr. Ray Mysterio Jr. taking on Ultra Dragon, being, as always, accompanied by Sonny Ono. Uh, this is really good. This is not my match of the night, though. What
1: do you guys think?
2: Uh, um,
1: okay, I'll, let
2: take, I'll, I'll let Jeff take. I'll let Jeff take. That's what I was
1: gonna say. Um, uh, I enjoyed this. Um, Ultimo Dragon is kind of like my dark dark horse. Uh, one of my favorite wrestlers. He's so good. I actually think he's underrated. Um, I think he's a guy that's. I don't know. Probably fifteen years too early. Um, well, no. Well, yeah. But if he's fifteen years too late, then he might run into a bunch of other other uh, uh, like all Japan Japanese guys too. Um, I think he's great. I think he's underrated. Um, this match is good. Now, on the scale of them having matches, this isn't uh, this isn't their best work. You know, compared to matches that they've had before, mm-hmm. or I guess I okay, think maybe that, that might be after actually, but yeah i think to open it um it's a good opener um i enjoyed it there's a spot where uh there's the ring then they made like you know uh outside where the mat is and then there's platform. i don't know, maybe platform yeah then there's four feet three four feet down from that the ultimo dragon gets knocked out there and the camera angle is pretty shitty but like you just see ray mysterio just come out of nowhere into the screen <laughs> on top of ultimo dragon like from the ring from the ring slash top ropes, like past the mat, past the flat platform all the way to the ground. It's gotta be, it's gotta be 10 feet. It's gotta be every bit of 10 feet when he's coming off that top rope. Um, it's a thing of beauty, but yeah. Uh, What's that you Travis? Yeah,
2: yeah I, I agree with that, man. It's, it's a really good match. Um, there's a ton of good spots in it. I, I, I was going to bring up the spot where he dives to the ground outside into the fucking dirt there's nothing yep. out there but dirt around that ring and uh it's it's like you said they, they have better better matches i want to say they wrestle again at another pay-per-view towards the end of the year i, I don't want to say i can't remember exactly which one but they always had good chemistry together um the finish with the the springboard frankensteiner was great Raimundo did a, a springboard moonsault off the top rope, and Dragon moved, and he lands on his feet right in the middle of the ring. Um, th- these are this is prime time for both these guys. Like their athleticism and uh, skill sets are probably right at you know the peak of you know jumping around, doing things, and and making it work. Uh, I will say there is a spot in the match if you guys uh, recognize it out in the audience. They're passing around a blow up doll. Uh, yeah. Instead of a uh, bl- like a beach ball, they're shooting. Uh-huh. They're they're like keeping a blow up doll up in the air, and and Dusty's like, "Look at that! Look at that!" And then they just they pan away. But <laughs> it's it's I just thought it was ridiculous that you have a wrestling show and you make them walk in the dirt to the ring, and then they get in the ring with the the dirt on their boots and all this other stuff. Like the safety aspect of the wrestling here yeah. is not great. <laughs> it's not
1: great at all. Well, and then, and then another thing is, is there's that, and you know, it's hot as shit out there. And like, there's no canopy, like there's no shade. Like I thought, yeah, I would thought maybe they would have a shade at the top, you know what I'm saying? Going across the top to shade the ring. Nope. You know, I'm sure that, I'm sure those ropes are hot. I'm sure that that mat's fucking baking, you know, like I just sure the, it's just The lights not, on them. Yeah. I, it's just not what you want.
2: Also, this is the Rey Mysterio gear for uh, WCW and Revenge.
1: Oh, absolutely, it is the
2: the, the Spider Man gear. Mm-hmm. But I I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm with Cod. This is not my match of the night, but, but it is. It's it's a great opener. It goes right back to what we talked about. Uh, even in WCW 2000, cruiserweights always started the show off to get the crowd hot. Maybe this is the wrong crowd for Rey Mysterio and Ultima Dragon to be at. I mean, they're out there <laughs> chanting USA USA and these guys. <laughs> american uh also props to sonny ono wearing that fucking skull cap with the fur on it and like flipping it up like yeah 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 (laughs) he's underrated as a manager like a a heat seeker but i i always loved Ultimate dragon he was my favorite one of my favorite cruiserweights i always wanted to see him wrestle back in the day and i hated that they called him ultimate dragon on the show i hated that yes yeah, so he is Ultimate Dragon here. Uh,
0: what I will say about this is out of the one, two, three, four, five, six singles matches that they had, as far as cage match goes, this is the highest rated match on cage match between them. And they have rated this a two seconds. Damn. This is a 6.92 out of 10. So 7 out of 10.
2: And and that's as high as they ever got.
0: Uh 6.92. Pretty, this is the highest rated bad. match on the card. <sighs> um, what mm-hmm. I will say is that this is a really solid match. Great back and forth. Two guys that obviously have fantastic chemistry together. Um, you guys already talked about some of the spots in it. Um, Raymond Sierra Jr. does win, he does retain his championship. Um, and although I am, as Jeff is, an ultimate dragon guy, um, we would be move, moving on from here because, Ray, because Raymond Sierra would still be champion going into fall brawl. The following month, and would be defending the championship against uh, Super Calo. <laughs> oh,
1: a Super Calo, with well, the, no the, reason...
2: the hat sewn on, brother. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, the
0: only reason why I mentioned it is because there's Super Calo involved, and
1: I'm
2: there, like, there you know, there what had like... to be better cruiserweights at the time that to, to <laughs> battle him for the belt on pay per view, but. Yeah. What? No. So, Silver El King. Dandy had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere. How fucking Dandy. God
0: damn it.
1: L Dandy, Super Calo, Silver King. Oh, yeah, I love them all.
0: Let's see. Can I want a picture of L Dandy? Oh, WCW. It looks like Nacho,
2: Nacho Libre without the mustache. Yes. yes.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Super Calo almost looks like Curry man like kind of, like you know what I'm saying. He doesn't, but like it's the hat with the mask sewn onto it too and like the baseball uh jersey deal. Oh my god. Yeah.
0: Holy shit. So there's a YouTuber that does um like takes movies but does like Arnold Schwarzenegger voiceover. I think it's like mm-hmm. Brian something rather. He looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but with like somebody dubbing his voiceover.
1: <laughs> oh boy.
0: Got that... Oh
1: hey, L-L-Danny. in the words of your daddy's a ladies,
0: man. Stop me when I'm telling lies. Look at him.
1: You don't get to say that.
0: No, I look look at look at him. Oh, man. You know that he's pulling
2: mad bitches. Okay? <laughs> how dare how dare you besmirch the name of El Dandy? How dare you? El
0: Dandy's a Mexican legend. He was a member of the LWO, damn it.
1: Oh, the the real original. One. L- not the L- one that's on TV now.
2: Even though this one's more popular than that one was.
1: <laughs> I hate getting old. Because, like, in 10 years, people in, in, like in 10 years, people will be like, Yeah, remember LWO? Yeah, Santo Escobar is great. Wait, wait, what? What? Like, Selena no. Vega's is awesome. No, this isn't how any, any of this works.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, just, you
0: remember Santa's Escobar is great, <laughs>
1: yeah? The leader, right? Like, oh, <laughs>
0: Oh man. <clears throat> Fuck. It's such good shit, guys. Uh but yeah, like I said, gray material wins and retains. Cool. So we get a mean gene appearance for the first time of the night. Plugs the hotline, of course. Um talks about NWO introducing a new member. And you got to call the number to find out more. Did anybody try to
2: call the number? No, no. My parents would have killed me if I'd ran up the fucking phone bill at this time <laughs> in my well, life.
1: What's the number, Cod?
0: Yeah. Okay. Sure. I know. Pass to is. Jeff.
1: One
2: nine hundred nine zero nine 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 hundred. That's right. Get your parents for get your parents for. Mm. for- yep.
0: Spot on. We transition from that to, oh boy, our next matchup. It is a singles match between tag former tag team partners. Pardon me. We have um, Ice Train,
2: who's famous for being Ice Train. He's also somebody's butler in WCW two thousand. Ernest Ernest Cat Millers. Yeah. God. It's the Battle of Icy Hut. That's what this is.
0: Damn it. 2001. Oh, sorry. His name was M.I. Smooth. Yeah, M.I. Smooth. Well, fuck that. Because he's ice right here battling Scott Flash Norton, former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Scott Flash Norton.
2: God damn it. Flat top. Scott Norton, flat top <laughs> mullet, Scott Norton, right here. Well, let me uh, let Cod, me talk yon- to you I was about. To say, Cod, you yawning is all when all you need to know about this match. That's all you need, to yeah. Know I'm
0: really glad you caught on to that because this <laughs> match is let me sound it out for you,
3: for... yeah, yeah.
2: The longest five minutes on the show.
0: Holy
3: shit!
0: Let me let me start off with this. Um, I I strain couldn't give two shits about Scott Flash Norton. Um, when he was in Japan, he was the hottest thing since sliced bread. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The fact that you come into this match, you're like, oh, Scott Flash Norton. Don't know who he is. Let me look him up. Oh, God bless. He's a former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion? What? Oh, sorry. He's a two-time heavyweight champion and a two-time tag team champion?
2: And, and here's the other fundamental problem with this match. They were not long enough as a tag team for anyone to give a shit about them breaking up. Yeah, They are a tag team for like three months and predominantly on like Saturday night. Well... On Saturday night, most of the yeah. time. And they had a couple matches on Nitro, but, like, man, no one gave a shit about them breaking up as a tag team. Mm-hmm. And the injury angle was stupid.
1: Dumb. And then the audience, like, they couldn't care less about – because because Ice Train is supposed to be the face. Well, not here.
2: <laughs> and they couldn't fucking care less about not this as, match. Not at not Sturgis, brother. Not
1: yes. at Sturgis
2: he is not their kind of people he sure ain't (laughs) seriously I don't think there needs
0: to be anything else said about this because let me talk to you this is a match where it is not aged well I will say that back in the day there may have been some minimal enjoyment but as we sit and breathe here now, not a shot
2: that this is even the slightest bit of interesting. No, no, it's not like I watched this show twice Um just because I was bored when and I wanted to re rewatch it and just make sure I didn't miss anything. And man, I could have. It's the long. Like I said it's the longest five minutes on the show. It's it's not good. They they have the played out well not may not played out this end but he he can't continue pass out the referee calls it like there's no definitive like end to this feud and the fan like you said fans could give a damn what's happening they do not care oh his, his shoulders hurt why is even wrestling like they don't know who these two guys are this no, Sturgis no. crowd yeah. does not know these two guys no. at all wrong wrong place to have this match have it on Nitro yep yeah. Absolutely
0: 110%. Didn't need to take place here or anywhere near uh Hogan, the Outsiders, Flair. Fuck, it didn't even no. happen as close to fucking Benoit and Malenko. No shot. You're right. But uh we got we got and what we got is a commercial for Hogwild's (laughs) official merchandise
2: brother uh jimmy hart is the
0: spokesperson for that
2: because he just screams cool right he just screams cool like i gotta buy this denim jacket because jimmy hart's the fucking man Mm -hmm. no
1: (laughs) it's the voice oh i got my jacket (laughs) i got my shirt
2: Uh, i'm like oh boy (laughs)
1: It was funny. You got as, me.
2: As a kid that made that was like, I don't really want that. <laughs> if he's the guy sell it to me, I'm good. I'm gonna pass.
1: It was $21.99, $89 for the jacket. $89 for a jacket, and 96. That's steep, boy.
2: Fuck. Wow. nobody's Dude. paying that. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible pricing. Nobody's paying that. Okay.
0: And then not to mention, you got all types of merch, all types. Nobody's biting on it. I can promise you that.
2: How many, how many guys in Sturgis you think bought this? So, oh, fuck,
0: plenty. You know what? Uh, I, what is I, this? Yeah. Well, let me tell you who didn't buy that. And that was. Um, Medusa and Bull Nakano, who is squaring off in our next matchup here. Uh,
1: another match that shouldn't have been here, but.
0: Go ahead, Jeff. What did the you only think about it's... this oh. contest? I know. I know you're excited. You go first, Travis.
2: Wow. The, oh, fault. the, ol- the only reason this match is here is so they could get something out there with the bikes. The battle of the bikes. That's the only reason this is on here. These two have had better matches than the WWF at SummerSlam and Raw and, and, and everywhere. Like, this was an awkward match to have here. And the only reason Medusa got a pop is she was a hot blonde wearing red, white, and blue. Like, they had no idea who she was. Could not give a damn about either one of the people in this match. It, you could tell they're just kind of going through the motions because, like, they're not trying anything super out there or even anything that touches their wwf stuff and the finish is so freaking terrible where they they say that medusa got her shoulder up but then mm-hmm. they don't announce the winner to like after they start attacking the bikes which Sonny ono thinks bonacato wins he medusa doesn't get there in time he actually has to hit her bike and then <laughs> she chases him oh, off then she tr- tries to take the honda out and she can't do it because it's built too good i guess i don't know oh yeah convoluted convoluted mess
1: because it's built superiorly but yes um (laughs) and and then and then like you said he takes the first he takes the first hit and he hit it in the seat and he just hits the seat you know what i'm
2: saying because he because he
1: he he didn't want to tear it up because he knew she was supposed to tear it up
2: um yeah. So yeah. And and he was she was supposed to stop him before he she got to his bike he got to her bike and it's like and, and the announcers are freaking confused the crowds even more confused like I, the only reason they got booed is because they rolled out on a Honda and and, yes. and they were from Japan
1: That's yes it. yep
2: needless to say this crowd is very racist just gonna throw that out there
1: real no <laughs> shocking. The- don't you paint Sturges in a bad light like that?
0: Fucking shocking.
1: Nope.
2: What is? They have some festival mm. like the Buffalo Chip Festival, which is essentially Buffalo crap. Like this is a slang term for it. They call it the Buffalo Chip like concert hall or something. Like it's
1: yeah, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. It's great, great place, guys. Great place. It probably doesn't smell like piss and like crap for three weeks after everybody rolls out.
0: Nope, we're feeling good. No shot.
2: So, well, sorry to offend any bikers that uh listen to this <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> um, I'll be one of those to offend the bikers. Um, fucking Medusa wins, and nobody fucking cares about this match, no matter what stipulation you put on it. Nope. Hot take, sorry. Is it a
2: match? Is, is it a match? Is it? A match? <laughs> is it? Oh, Jesus. my God. <laughs> They screw it up so bad, like, I I just remember being I watched this back on tape and I remember not being able to know who won until they like uh, officially said it because I couldn't even see Medusa get her shoulder up to be honest from the well, way they that, were shooting I,
1: it. Yeah, I, I did this well, I did the same thing. I went back and I watched it
2: like three times and I was like, "What the
1: fuck is going on here? How, how do they come to 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 any of this?"
2: Both. <laughs> Kyle's probably got the answers to that because he seems to really enjoy this match. I fucking hate I, I, I didn't like this match.
0: It was <laughs> fucking boring. Um I had to watch this twice because I actually went and took a shit during this match and had to come back and I was like, fuck, I forgot to pause it and then come back and watch this fucking battle of bikes bull bullshit.
1: Okay. We also we also uh before this, we also missed the weird interview with Rick Flair where he's like sitting in a dimly lit half-lit room with a purple light, and he's talking like a face. It's the weirdest fucking thing.
0: Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's like, you know. oh, um, you know, I can't tell you how much it hurt me that the NWO took out my best friend Arn Anderson. And I'm yeah. like, and he said that, and I went, woo, and he didn't. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? We're not...
1: It's I'm fucking fighting for shit. It's so weird seeing, like you said, seeing Flair talk about like someone taking out his friend when all the Horsemen do is like break bones and slam people in car doors, <laughs> and like you know, it's literally their favorite thing to do. You know,
2: I'll give it a Flair. It's a weird interview, but he still does a good job. Like, oh it's yeah, just, yeah. It's just not Rick Flair. Like, it's not Rick Flair yeah. interview. Oh, Time for isn't. him to call. Never able to call the company his second best friend. <laughs> It's fucking stupid, too. Like, love. you got other horsemen. um, You've got Liz and all these other people. And, like, oh, the company's my second best friend. I'll die for this company. This, this I love this company. We're the best. I'm like, well, okay.
0: And on top of that, he's like, oh, well, you know what? Us and the NWO can survive. Like, but we got to draw a line in the sand. But What the fuck are
2: we doing? It's like, I thought we could until you attacked mine. Best friend Arn, yeah. That's the oh, fuck all the way off.
1: for camel's back.
0: Medusa wins. Moving on, because um, we get Medusa. She's got a hammer. She destroys the bike that Sonny Ono came in or brought to the ring, whatever. Steiner Brothers answering fan questions on the website. Cool.
2: Compuserve.
0: Yeah, well, up next, it is uh, Dean Malenko taking on Chris Benoit, uh, who is with Woman and Miss Elizabeth. And if we could all just get together one time and say it in unison,
2: one, two, three, match of the night.
1: Match of the night.
2: It It, yeah. it is the match of the night, even though, this crowd didn't deserve this match. Also, Liz and woman looking fine walking down through here. I would have hated to be those two ladies with all these bikers around them. Just going to say that, too.
1: Um, yeah, I'm, I've never actually been uh, – uh, not that Liz isn't. I've never been a Liz, Liz guy. Um, that yeah. was all about woman. All about woman.
2: He, he's respecting Randy Savage's wishes over there.
1: you damn right.
2: <laughs> you, have, you
0: have to understand, these two – smoking ladies had to come out with Chris Benoit and Ric Flair is running around somewhere back backstage
2: like we gotta get together here I, I will say before we get into the match woman's screaming did get annoying as the motorcycles by the end of the match though yes mm-hmm. very well, very least, annoying at the end
1: at least she's doing her job
2: yeah and I want to say this I'll probably say it two or three more times fuck these motors. Cycles and the fact that they're just like vroom, 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 vroom,
3: uh, the whole fucking you show. know
0: what? I watched this match, and there's a South Park episode about fucking Harley riders <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, that look, I could not stop thinking about that while I was watching this match. Cause look, this match is 27 minutes solid. Okay, yeah, yep. oh, and yeah, it's, it's a great match, but every now and again you'll hear a Harley rider back there and they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, shut the fuck up, rubble, <laughs> rubble, 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 rubble. there's a shut the fuck <laughs> up, okay, what, why, why do you need to do this? And then you're like, oh, it's a break, cool, great, and then turn around and go, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will, I get. I will say if the, any match did not need to be at this show, it's this match. Yeah. This match is really good. The crowd takes away from it. If you put this match on mute and watch it, it's it's 10 times better because it, it's just a technical clinic, man. Like they keep yeah. going. The crowd, uh, they go to two overtimes, spoiler, but like they cheer the first overtime. The second time, overtime they blew the hell out of the overtime yep. and commendable for them because they wrapped it up pretty quick after they you know they announced the second overtime but like this crowd didn't this is the wrong place to have this type of match like the crowd's not into it mm-hmm. and it's not because these guys aren't working their ass off because they are i mean they're just they're having a they're they were told to we got there and do 27 minutes and they're working a body part you know they're they're getting heat on D Malenko, and like the problem is, is both these guys are supposed to be heels, too. It's yes. a heel versus heel match. Yeah. And you put them in, out there for 27 minutes on a pay-per-view in front of Sturgis, they're going to shit on it, even though it, it is a great match.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. This match is a match of the
2: night. It's everything. It's all that. And then some.
1: But boy, Sturgis is just not the place to be having this match.
2: What no, I will say go ahead sorry oh there's a there's a spot where he's got him in a leg lock and they're selling their ass off you know medusa i'm not medusa but woman and miss elizabeth are into it and the crowd's just on their hands man they're not doing anything like they're walking to the bathroom and like they're having a tremendous match and no one here gives a shit and i feel bad for those two Is this the best
0: um hog wild slash roadwild match in
2: in history? No nah, man, Jay Leno match.
0: <laughs> oh
2: my god.
0: So funny story. I reviewed okay, way before I was a wrestling purist, I reviewed this show. Um, that well, that one that was Road Wild '98, it was one of the first shows that I ever watched and reviewed start to finish. Um, there's a table, well, there's a tag team match on here, um, with the public enemy and the dancing fools. And I know, Jeff, you're an Alice, right guy, but there's a spot on this card where. I believe it's Disco Inferno. He's on a table, but he's on the first table in a stack of like three to four tables. So not only is one of the public enemy who can't work for shit anyway, jumping from the top rope, (laughs) they're, they're jumping. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck them. They're jumping from the top rope. So the ring is already on a platform and then is already from the range of the platform to the ground. But one of them jumps from the top rope of this ring that's on a platform through one table, two table, then Disco Inferno, and then through another table. So it's four tables. And that's all within the rules of the match.
1: (laughs) Oh, I want to say that was Rocco Rock too, if memory serves me correct.
0: Yeah, Rocco Rock go Rocco fuck himself.
1: I hate know. the public enemy.
0: God, they're so bad. And you know what? You know that they're fucking pussies because they're they were so worried about what they did prior to getting to WWF that they were like, you know what? Even though we agreed that we're gonna do this table spot a APA, we're not we're not gonna do it. You're gonna do it, they, turn around, well, they <laughs> let, me, do let me let me hey, let me talk to you, okay? They turned around and they got the fucking piss beat out of them because you need to learn that you need to do the job, okay? You need to do the job, and it doesn't matter. Just do it, and they didn't want to do it, so fucking Farouk and Bradshaw kicked the fucking piss out of them. Good. Most viewed clip
2: from a Sunday Night Heat, probably ever. Oh, absolutely.
0: So, i I'm gonna find that and put it on our TikTok WP Pod One, and let me let me tell you, they get the piss beat out of them, and I'm not gonna hang on too much to this Road Wild 98 match because we still have a few matches to go on this card. But in terms of great Hog Wild, Hog Wild, sorry, Road Wild matches none really stick out or come to mind
2: no you're correct man like it's it's kind of a throwaway pay-per-view and bischoff said they were trying to have pay-per-views that had themes and all this other stuff to kind of to kind of you know give them personality so that people wouldn't think it was just a throwaway pay-per-view but Man, fair nothing, but nothing ugh. exciting ever happened here and nope. they lost money on every one of these shows like you cannot tell me they didn't they spent fifty thousand dollars here to rent a fucking helicopter and now you could buy eight hundred dollar drone to do it but you yep. spent 50 grand to fly a helicopter and you maybe use six shots from it the entire show like
1: well, well no you're right and but like again know your audience like I'd argue that this 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 seemed like a fucking vacation. This is what this seemed like, because nothing screams pro wrestling like Sturgis, South Dakota. You know, Woo! like
2: Bischoff. Well, Eric Bischoff, Bischoff, Bischoff likes his to to... motorcycle. That's what I was about to say. He likes he likes to ride his motorcycle, brother.
1: Yeah, no, but like that's what I'm saying. Like th- this was a vacation. This was for the boys, but not for the boys. If you if you, if you get what I'm saying, you know.
2: Yeah, because like, I mean, I mean. Just imagine the dirty mat and crap they're having to wrestle on. Like they're in Porta Johns in the back. It's it's got to be just a cluster for for everyone, especially on this first one. It's got to be just god awful. I don't know, but maybe maybe I'm wrong there. But I, I don't I don't think I'd want to ride my bike 600 miles to wrestle at this place in the heat with the spotlights on me
1: uh,
2: and wear f- wear wouldn't. fake tattoos like Tony Schiavone. Fuck Tony. Dusty well, the Rose's cut off shorts is pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty cool.
1: It's the uh. It's the belt too. It's the belt that's like pulled yeah.
2: through and just and just and just just like,
1: just like hanging down. Oh, just so just good.
2: enough. He's got all, he's got a lot like work boots that come up to his like right below his knees. Oh just, yeah, he, he's it's classic Dusty.
1: He was having fun on this one, too. You could tell. God, he was having fun.
2: No, he was really having fun.
1: <laughs> <Yeah, well. laughs> <laughs> or is good. that the truth?
0: Um, But circle back. As far as good or great Hogwild, Roadwild matches, I think this is the best that they've ever done. Um. Now, granted, the bar is low. So... Bear with us there. But you know what? According to Cage Match, and I know I know that, you know, we've had our bouts with Cage Match here on the podcast. I want to go based off of the average um, rating for the match. So we're going to look at Road Wild ninety seven. The highest match is a five point nine two, and I'm doing this on the spot. I know. Oh wait, six point nine two in ninety eight. Ooh, I do not remember that, but we'll we'll get there. Um. Oh shit. So, the 97 version of this pay-per-view is a, is a 5.07 average. Okay. 98 is a 4.17. And 99, Road Wild 99, is part of the fan reaction, a 2.91 out of 10. Oof. Mm. Mm. is what it is. Um. But what I will tell you is that the highest rated uh, comes from 98. Um. It is the um Raven's Rules Triangle match, which I didn't care for this match. Saturn going over Canyon and Raven because who better than Canyon? I
2: don't even remember Everybody. that match. I don't even remember it.
0: Like, uh, so I mean, putting that into perspective, and this is honestly the bet I I think seeing the 96 and the 98, nothing comes close to this one. I think it has everything that you need. Um, Dean Malenko in his peak, Chris Benoit in his peak. I don't look, this is the wrestling purist podcast. Okay, it's not WWE, it's not AEW. Okay, Chris Manwaz a great professional wrestler. Uh, honestly, if he could cut a promo, he'd probably be top 15 to 20 of all, of all time. Okay, there's something that he puts into his work that you can't teach people. And I understand that he's a very controversial figure in the realm of professional wrestling, but and and you know people argue this all the time oh whether he should be in the WWE Hall of Fame or not first of all the hall of fame's a joke anyway because Drew fucking carries in it if we're going to get started on that we're going to start there okay he's he he was in one rumble and now he's in so if we're going to talk about whether or not people belong in the Hall of Fame for WWE let's start there second of all if we're going off of work rate um he probably won one of the top five to six Royal Rumbles of all time. I mean, he won the 2004 version and one of the most feel good moments in WrestleMania history, I'd say top five to 10 is him winning the main event. And Eddie, who had also won his match earlier in the night winning coming together at the end of the night Embracing confetti, whole nine yards, fucking beautiful. So to circle back three, it's peak Chris Benoit. Okay, Uh, put put aside what people what you the listener might think about Chris Benoit, but this is another clinic of his, and we cover Chris Benoit matches all the time here on the podcast, and all of his matches for the most part. Are prime and really good.
3: Yeah.
1: Somebody tell somebody stop me when I'm
0: telling lies.
1: No, no. Okay. Um, (laughs) this is a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like we obviously don't agree with what he did, but two things can be true. He can be a piece of shit person and a really good fucking wrestler. So there's that.
2: Yeah, and and Chris Pedwal is one of my favorite workers of all time. I mean, like he could wrestle anybody. His matches looked good. He, he brought a realism to the match. Like yep. just the way he attacked people with like clothes like he followed through with his clotheslines were vicious. Like he'd go through and then he'd pull them back down. Like he's the way his face just looked on it. looked like he was like yeah. taking their head off. So, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I appreciate Chris Benoit matches for what they are, I can, I can differentiate, differentiate what the man and the wrestler, um can do so i mean i I, i'll be one of the first people i've done it on wrestling recommendations um to put over benoit and his wrestling ability i mean and people can shit on that if they want to but it's like jeff said two things can be true a man the man can be a great professional wrestler and and then have done something super shitty in his life i mean it's just just the way it is man it's like you can't change the fact that he did what he did but you could still appreciate what he put into the rest professional wrestling business. Yep. I'm I'm with it he'll never he'll never be in the hall of fame. It's no, too much no. negativity to put him no. in the hall of and, fame. and he probably should. There's just no way. No. Look,
0: just like Owen will never be in the Hall of Fame and Pete Rose will never be in the MLB Hall of Fame. You know, just people that deserve greater things than what they're currently being given. Whatever. You know, so we're going to move on because if there's one match that we can't cover all of the technical spots, it's this match. And this is the one that you absolutely need to watch. Uh, because we get Chris Benoit wins. And like I said, it goes 27 minutes. But at the same time, uh, Dean, uh, the, the finish to this is Dean Malenko gets the cloverleaf on woman distracts him um he gets in her face and then he rolls him up and retains his title
2: yeah he he snatched woman by the hair it was that's pretty wild for the time to see it but yeah he snatched her Benoit rolled him up won the match it was it's it's a it's a great match, man. It's it's definitely mm-hmm. the best match yeah. on this card, and yeah, and there's nothing much more really just to say to say about that. I mean, yeah. if you want to watch a great professional wrestling match, that's it. That's the one. Fair enough. Finish that's us good. hard a little bit.
3: Yeah. Yes. It does.
2: Nothing like but the finish they... of the next match, though. <laughs> up next is
0: a wcw tag team title match between harlem heat and the steiner brothers and the tone that i'm using for this match is about the level of excitement that i had going into this match and it hasn't changed after watching said match because it's still really boring and really robotic and this shouldn't be on a pay-per-view uh what does everybody
2: else think we 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 talking about the same match here
1: yeah we talking about the same match
2: yeah talking about the steiners and harlem heat yeah i i I like this match i mean i i didn't i mean i i feel like it was a a tag match but i mean i I felt like they had a, a good tag match here
0: let me go ahead and clarify here a little bit uh because Jeff knows what I'm about to say. Because this is a big... is a big boo-boo for me.
1: Oh. woo
0: woo woo Somebody call the time police.
1: And it comes the fucking time police.
0: Because this motherfucker goes way long than it should have. Okay? Any tag team match with Rick and Scott Steiner in 1996 and moving forward should not be longer than 10 minutes. This thing goes twice as long as I think it should have been, and it was fine, but given the track record with both of these teams, it could have been miles better.
1: Well, listen, sometimes you got to know your audience and they knew their audience here. So Harlem Heat comes in here and they're getting fucking heat out the fucking as soon as they fucking walk out, they're getting booed and they're fucking throwing trash, you know. So they're leaning into it, you know, which is what they should do. Um, I didn't think I, I didn't think this ma again. No, this wasn't a once in a lifetime tag match like no, but. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I I, I thought it was I was pretty good. The finish was a little wonky, but, you know, you know, Cod's out here making it sound like this is the worst thing in the world. Oh,
0: no, I, there's I, plenty I, of matches on here that were worse. What I'm saying, though, is you cut this match in half and we're talking, you know, probably yeah, but, second or third best match on the card.
1: Okay, but using, your, using that logic and knowing the matches after this, cut it in half for what? To watch more of what? Hogan? To watch you don't need
0: you don't need to cut a match down to make room for anything else. You can just cut a match down just because it makes sense.
1: I really don't
0: think that the Steiner's playing to the crowd because let's be honest.
1: Go ahead. No, but no, but that's my point. So you take 10 minutes off of this and you give 10 minutes more to who? Hogan? You don't have to though.
0: You don't have to give to anybody.
1: Well, I mean, you're uh, yeah, but they they still got to fill this time. They're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're gonna use all the. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like they're gonna use all the time they're allotted.
0: No, and that's and that's fair. I mean,
1: good, you know, anybody different, I guess.
0: Well, yeah, and that's and and that and that's an aside to this is that if somebody comes in and say, "Hey, so we have about fifteen to twenty minutes to give you. Here you go." Are you going to wrestle for 10? Probably not. But at the same time, it's like giving yourself enough rope to hang yourself with. You know, now did, in my in my personal opinion, did the Steiners do their best with the time that was given? I think they worked the crowd. But I also think they didn't need as much time as they were given. And I mean, that's uh, fair.
1: That's yeah. fair. But like, look at this card. Like, who else? I mean, <laughs> I'd rather them go ten minutes. The only other match you could you gave it to, or you couldn't give it to Benoit and Malenko because they already had it, would be Ultimo and Mysterio.
2: They could have gave it to Ice Train and Orton, brother. Oh, oh God, uh, again, no. they could have put a, they could have put another match on the card. I mean, yeah. essentially, or, or yeah. the nasty, nasty, yeah. nasty boys aren't there conan's not on the card i hate conan but you know just throw that out there <laughs> um i mean there, there's guys they could have put in gave a little bit more time to i mean they could add a cruiser another cruiserweight match or something but i i disagree with cod i i i, I liked the match thought it was good mm-hmm. finish sucked I, and the fact that randy anderson saw the cane shot and the, the <laughs> uh, powder be thrown was terrible but yeah. i thought they had a a, a good match for the Steiners and Harlem Heat. I always always liked when they had matches together. So maybe I'm a little biased there, but um, they the Harlem Heat definitely leaned into this crowd. Like they were not on Harlem Heat side. And if you if you read any articles or 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 listen to any podcasts on it, they were they had to deal with some some shit from this crowd out there for close to 20 minutes. So kudos to them. But the the finish was overdone. I, I get why they did it. They got the heat. They leave, you know. Everybody hates them anyway, but they hate them even more now. But oh, I feel yeah. like I feel like you could have cut this down mm-hmm. a little bit, and made a little bit more hard hitting, action packed. But I mean, if you got twenty minutes, you got to fill it. I mean, I feel like they filled it pretty well, um, doing what they did. But they definitely had better matches. But I didn't hate this match as much as Cod did. I did hate the finish. I did hate yeah. Randy Anderson seeing everything. But yes, now I, hate- I-,
0: I wanted to. I, I want to be very clear while i wasn't a fan of this match it was still okay in my in my personal opinion it was it was still fine could they have cut some stuff down yes could they have played the crowd less yes could they have involved booker t a little bit more in the match yes you know because they worked they worked stevie ray over for i'll say 75 to 80% of this match and
2: that's, that's that's the real problem. He, he hates Stevie Ray. That's and
0: maybe problem. because we listened to him for so much of 2000 <laughs> on commentary. that's <laughs> true. That could have <laughs> been it. But look, I'll be honest. I like this tag match better than the one we're going to review in a couple of matches down the line. Like, oh, you're as, damn right. As far as tag matches, this is the better of the two tag matches on the night. My thing is, is that. I'm looking at these two tag teams on paper, Harlem heat, the Steiners and now they were given eight, 18 minutes to work or five or you know, 15 to 20. I just feel as though they're capable of more. And it could have been that they read the crowd and, they knew that they were pro, yeah. that it was a pro Steiner crowd, so yeah. they worked that angle more. Okay, and that part I understand. Does it doesn't mean it was great, but they could have also shaved some time off, played to the crowd less, and maybe it would have been better. Maybe it wouldn't have been. But again, I have to sit and watch eight, 18 minutes of you know a Steiner's Harlem Heat match, it better be at least, you know, a four to a four and a half star rating here.
1: Um, I think, I think yeah. you're right, but I think this, this in Sturgis, South Dakota, I think they were, you know, Hey, let's just get a payday because they could have had a seven, seven star match there and it wouldn't have fucking mattered.
0: Well, they could have uh, had a four point seven five, and it would
2: have just been, I mean, well was called a five. Bye, brother. I, I agree with Jeff there. They probably are like, you know what? We got this time to fill. Let's not kill ourselves. Cause Benoit and Malenko killed themselves, didn't even get a reaction hardly. So yeah. yeah. At that we point, thinking, like Who's these guys? Who's hit hit me, guy? pay me. Let's go home.
0: <laughs> yep. And they went for twenty seven minutes, so I really can't blame them for that. But still Core placement on the card though. Two twenty minutes right to back. Look, I would have swapped um Medusa Bolnakano with the Benoit Malenko match. Um, mm-hmm. because even though Ben, uh, Benoit Malenko, it was mostly a tactical matchup. Um, I think it was less away from the powerhouse stuff that Scott Norton and Ice Train did to give it a, a little bit of a buffer. And now you have this calm down match with Medusa and Bolnakano before you come into the, uh, WCW tag team title match. No. But, Agreed. Yeah. But we go from that, eh, yeah, motor motorcycle shit. Then we go to the <laughs> United States championship match. It's Ric Flair defending against Eddie Guerrero. Uh I mean You don't want to you don't want to talk about Sting on his bike and all this other I, stuff. And... I don't. Why don't? Peace, why don't? Jeff, Jeff. Why don't we want to talk about Sting on this Pepe. on this podcast? Pepe
1: on the bike. <laughs> fuck Sting.
0: Yeah, fuck Sting. And you know what? Circle back because they have this whole all in angle going on where uh, the match. Joker, the, Joker stings the, back. The fucking coffin match with Sting, Darby Allen. Swerve and A.R. Fox and Sting jumped A.R. Fox at an indie show and they started booing him and saying Sting's doing indie
2: shows. Oh, you didn't see that? No, he actually showed up at an indie show wearing a sweatshirt.
1: Christ. Was he wearing a fanny pack too? Dickhead.
2: Probably. (sighs) God damn it. Darby Allen probably drove his grandpa through the show, <laughs> aka Sting. <laughs> Come on. That's for Come Jeff. on, grandpa. <laughs> you <laughs> can do it. You can do it. Come on, boy. Come on, buddy. <laughs> like a little dog. Come on. Fuck Come off. On. On. You
0: can do it. Oh my gosh. So here's my thoughts about this match this was better than it should have been, considering the crowd. This crowd is dog shit. It continued to be dog oh, shit. Fun. And even though yeah. Flair does his normal shtick, you know, his usual spots where he's flung into the corner, he does his flippy do, he comes out of the corner, he stumbles about for a second or two, falls on his face. Like you get the Flair sticks. But this match was better than what the crowd, I think, gave it any type of credit for.
2: And it is weird to hear the crowd chanting for Eddie. There's that one spot where he's outside the ring and they're like Eddie, 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 which is weird for this crowd. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah I was thinking that too. I was like, what? But I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah.
2: I I enjoyed this match. It's it's probably it's second or third. Uh, it it's kind of right there with Ultimo Dragon and Rey Mysterio. Like, uh, it, it's weird to see this mulleted Eddie Guerrero. Wrestling Ric Flair though, because this, this is the Eddie Guerrero you think of as a cruiserweight, really. Oh my yes. god! And yeah. but but they have a tremendous match here, um, and it, the crowd didn't deserve this match. But it's weird wow. that you have a baby face promo from Ric Flair earlier, and here you have him as a heel in this match. Yeah. it's like
1: yeah, doing too all his, much. Yeah, yep, doing all his Ric Flair tropes. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you guys. I enjoyed this match. Uh, it was interesting just to see Ric Flair wrestle like uh, I mean like this style in air quotes, you know. Mm-hmm. But I thought he did it well. I thought he did it really well. Uh, Eddie, we obviously know can wrestle circles around Rick, but Rick held his own, and it just kind of showed another side to Flair um, to me. Uh, yeah. So,
2: and it's nice to see Flair not wrestling somebody named Luger, Sting, <laughs> Hogan, or the Giant. Yes. Like. The, yes, I just saw the spot where the lights go out. <laughs> oh yeah,
3: match, which I was just so
1: about to say bad. that. Yeah, they just went out and rise. You know,
2: they just, they just keep working. But I, I enjoy the finish. He he cheats the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guerrero's shoulders are down. He uses woman to his advantage, and it's 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 all the flare stuff, but with an opponent. You're not used to him seeing him work, and I enjoy yeah. that. I enjoy yeah. seeing Ric Flair work new and different people, um, and and adapt into his style. It really shows you that Ric Flair can wrestle any style. He needs to wrestle um, and adapt his style to that. So uh, I like Rick. F- I love Ric Flair. Um, I think this this time period of Ric Flair though is is overshadowed by the NWO and all that stuff, and it's just weird seeing Ric Flair's US champ. At this time in his career, too. So yeah, yeah,
1: that. it's like not right.
2: No,
0: no, you're right.
1: Um,
0: but like, but like I said, you know, Rick Flair is doing his best with what he's given for this match. Um, Eddie Guerrero kills it. Um, a lot of near falls in this match. Uh, but overall, like Travis said, second or third, probably best match on the card. Solidly.
3: And
2: I know it's years away from Eddie Guerrero being a main eventer, but this shows you that this guy can go with, what is he a 13 time world champion this time, I guess, but like, it shows you that he can go toe to -to toe with him and I think so. I think I think they said in the match he's thirteen time world well, champ at this point. Fact yeah.
0: check 14, depending on who yeah.
2: said it.
1: And I but, I agree with you. I agree with you, Travis. You, even back here at the Sturgis, you can tell like we just with the crowd randomly cheering for Eddie when they probably shouldn't. That he just has something, you know.
2: Yeah, and and and, he, and maybe it's he's in there against Flair, and this crowd is conditioned to hate Ric Flair. I I don't know, but. He gets the crowd on his side, like he he cuts Flair off in some of his moves and, you know, the flip over the ropes, he hits him with the drop kick. So, I mean, this is probably, but you could watch Benoit, Ultimo, Dragon in this match, and that's all you really need to see from this card. rest mm-hmm. of the stuff, you could just kind of skip. <laughs> no joke. Also, this ref for this match is the ref for the Dean Malenko Rey Mysterio match, which is covered on Wrestling Recommendations, and he blows. He is so terrible in the Eddie Guerrero. I mean, the Dean Malenko Rey Mysterio match. He takes away from it. He's so bad.
3: Yes. Interesting. <sighs>
2: All right. We pivot
0: from that. We get to the back with Mean Gene, the Giant Jimmy Hart. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy Hart says Hogan shouldn't shouldn't trip and fall tonight because no one will be there to pick him up.
2: Cool. Ooh, brother. Burn me, brother. <sighs> Dude, and they ruined the Giants' whole story of him coming in to avenge Andre and all the stuff, other stuff. And then he's like, I was the biggest Hulk Hogan fan as a kid, and now I'm going to destroy Hulkamania because Hulkamania was always bad or some bullcrap. Like, they totally retcon his whole origin story in this promo, yep. and it's terrible. And yep. this tells you why the Big Show or the Giant, whatever you want to call him, should never speak on the mic, especially at this time in his career.
0: Oh, 100% agree. And well, he even goes on to say, um, that big Hulk Hogan fan, he isn't anymore. Won't forget the pain that he caused me. Um,
2: what? What pain? He was still a, a good guy when you were a kid. Like, it makes Who no sense.
1: Yeah, no fucking knows.
0: Oh my gosh, no one knows because WCW 96. But we move on to our. I'm going to call it pre-main event Because that's exactly oh. what it is
1: no, Jesus
2: <laughs> Man called Sting
0: uh, We have the Outsider Scott Kevin Nash taking on Lex Luger And the man Called Sting The man Called Sting
1: What does he do Jeff? Oh, he gets on my fucking nerves is what he does <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's before that's after he does this and that
0: because <laughs> he's quick as a ball and quick as a cat.
1: Okay, Ugh. so can I can I jump into this? So yep, I,
0: I, I fucking hated I, this match. I know this Jeff doesn't Paul. make any
1: sense because I don't like Sting, but this is actually my favorite Sting, like the multicolored Sting that doesn't have the blonde hair and the rat and the rat tail. Um, I'm a multicolored sting guy with the brown hair, you know, like I just liked his look at this time period. I was like, damn, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm actually going to get to see the sting that I think I like. And then he got in the ring and then it took him fucking 2.2 2 seconds to start doing Judy chops and Judy kicks, Steven Tagal style. <laughs> and I fast forward <gasps> this match so no! fucking fast. That made the fucking head, head spin.
0: Oh, man. yeah.
1: Gosh, God, you can kiss my ass. I'm not watching Luger and Sting tag together in a fucking match in 2023. I'm not doing it. Here's- I'm not at Sturge's Hog Wild. No, I'm fucking done. I really
3: can't. Jeff,
2: Jeff, you did yourself a favor because all four of these guys could not have given a fuck about being in this match. And it Kevin Nash
1: sucks, God and Scott awful. Hall sucks. <laughs> At least, again, like, I would give I, I, I would give Scott Hall this. He does have one of the best right hands ever. He he, he can throw here, a punch, but outside
2: of when that,
0: when he's here, here, when he's sober, here,
2: here's the problem with this match. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash oh. knew there was no fucking gate, like. These people aren't paying to see them. Like They're not getting any extra money off the show. Like no. They did not give a damn about being in this match. And, of course, Luger doesn't. So then Sting's probably like, man, I ain't killing myself. No one else is going to. And the bad thing is, is this is a dr- supposed to be a dream match. The Outsiders versus Luger and Sting. And it shits the bed in your know semi-main event.
1: Who, I don't know whose fucking dream this was. But it won't be mine.
2: <laughs> but, like, it's so... It had the opportunity to like get the crowd up and get the crowd into it. And no, they didn't care about doing any of that. Did not care at all. Oh, no. terrible.
1: Uh, Man, the outsiders are what. just moving around at a fucking snail's pace.
2: So we have yep. Luger. They even
1: sweat.
0: We have Luger sting Nash and the human tackling
2: dummy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, not to mention the finish is so bad. Nick Patrick has to chop lock Luger twice because he fucks <laughs> up the first time. Then he chop locks him again, and then the fast count's not even really a fast count. No, and then they have to they have to play it up like it is a fast count again. Good job, Nick Patrick. Can't fucking fast count save your life? But it's so just so bad, so convoluted. The the end didn't make sense later on, but like you could definitely tell that pa- Nick Patrick fucked it up because he had to do it again, and then yes. Luger didn't sell it the first time. Like it, it, it's like they they screwed it up so bad, man. I, and, I don't and know. It,
1: and then and then the whole time Sting's outside is doing a scorpion deathlock for shits and giggles, like for so long we don't know why because you can win you can win a uh, match on the outside of the ring, then he gets inside the ring. He's like, huh? what happened? Fucking dumbass. God damn it. <laughs> I'm never watching hey, another uh, fucking hey, Sting yeah. match again. I'm not doing it.
0: Yeah, you are.
1: <laughs> so over it.
0: No, yeah, you then I'm
1: not. I, 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 I was already paper. pissed. I was already pissed because I was flipping through fucking Twitter or Instagram and I saw Sting like with like the Joker face on, like, come on. You
2: like i'm wacky and i'm
1: zany <laughs> like i was like oh god like, <laughs> oh, thank you this
2: is a show of blown finishes it's just that's really what it is it's well, because exactly nobody
1: knows how to do a fucking finish
2: the refs well, are out of position the, the the finishes are botched it's just bad
0: well let me talk to you i know how to finish we're moving on from this fucking main event is the giant defending the Heavyweight championship against Hollywood Hulk Hogan and this match fucking blows. Is it a match? No. The match blows. No. Do, do we even
1: have to review it? Like no, we really? we really
0: don't. Listen, here's here's my two here's my take on it. Um, this match is terrible. Yes. Um, this total match length was hold 15 it's minutes. 30. It's at 1456. Um, they did nothing. Um, Hogan was out of the ring for more than half the time.
3: They he's didn't do great any shape, moves. Guys, um, I
0: don't fucking care. Can you wrestle? Cause you didn't fucking do that. Okay. Yeah. But he's in there with the giant, the giant. So on Hogan. as the veteran, you should be able to at least pace the match. This thing has no pacing, okay, because there's not a pace to begin with. There's a couple of slams, a, te- a test of strength or two. Um, it, two, Both two. can do better. They've done better. Both can do better. So they should have done better, okay? But it just didn't work.
2: No, and it goes goes back to what Jeff said at the beginning of the podcast. Hogan's not comfortable in being a heel here yet. he's, that, he's doing the old 80s the the heel stalls outside, the baby face stays in. Like he he just doesn't look comfortable as Hollywood Hogan yet and it, it's evident in this match. Um and, and and here the last 3 matches, man, go back and listen to Bobby Heenan progressively get drunker the entire rest of the show. He calls yeah. the giant Andre here. He, he cheers for the heels when he's obviously not supposed to, because it's WCW versus NWO. And then he apologizes on air like two or three times to dusty. Yeah. Cause he's like slurring. It's, it's, it's awful. Yeah. The, and pr- the pr- production's terrible on that.
1: Yeah. And you could tell, like I said, when his first thing started, he's not a biker, is like he's a Minnesota guy, he didn't want to be there at all. Like it, you, you know, all, all the boys were riding their bikes, how many miles, and all, you know, all from here to to the, to the show, and and I'm sure, like he couldn't give two shits about any of
2: that. And and even worse about this is they've promised a new member of the NWO all night long, and they don't do it. Nope. They don't live up to it. It was supposed to be Sean Waltman, Walt- apparently, but he was still like, they hadn't got his official release from WWF, so they wouldn't put him on screen, but he was backstage at the show. But they built up a surprise all night and then didn't didn't do it. Like, that should be enough for the fans to shit all over this show. It's like, we were promised something, and we didn't get it. But it's just, it's so, like Cod said, just so plotting and slow there's no flow to the match. It's just in and out of the ring. And and Dusty's trying to cover it, saying he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. But it's it's just not not good. Comes off bad. Even the fans aren't cheering for Hogan or booing him at this point. This crowd sucks ass. Yeah. Fuck off.
0: Okay. <laughs> Look, um, let me just put this out there. Hogan wins. He's the new champion. Don't really care.
3: Uh,
0: like I said, the problem I have with this is that it's twice as long as it needs needs to be. Um, the right person honestly kind of won, but honestly, does it matter? is running everything. Does it matter who wins?
2: No, and nope. the whole thing afterwards, the extra 10 minutes with the booty man and all that stuff is pointless Terrible And They They try to set up Clash of the Champions And Hogan doesn't even say Clash of the Champions He just says In Denver, Colorado What the fuck No one else knows What Denver, Uh, Colorado
1: is I I I was thinking the same thing And then so They they take the booty man Like they punch him A couple times And throw him out And then he's like "Uh, If I just did that To my best friend Imagine what I'll do to you I'm like Like what You mean like Punch him twice And then throw him out the ring Like
2: Oh (laughs) It and is. and and it's so bad the giant has to lay there for this entire, entire. thing. Yep. For a yep. for one belt shot. He lays there for like seven minutes. Yeah. Just in the middle of the ring. Like it's yep. Yep. God, it's so bad, dude. Well, if we get the iconic NWO belt out of it. I guess that's the coolest part of it. They spray paint it, looks cool, but Hogan's not in his prime Hollywood Hogan yet.
1: No, no, not even close.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I think that's a nice bow on it because
0: I I mean Hogan doesn't stick around. He wins that thing. Uh, he celebrates and he gets out. So that's what we're about to do. Terry <laughs> had a plan to catch, brother. Look, I I I I can't. So okay? so do
1: I. When Luger and Sting's on my television,
0: there's only so many fucking Hogan matches I can take, and this is oh, one of them. It's fuck you. It's, it's it's not. I'm not saying I'm not a Hogan guy though.
1: No, I'm not talking uh, about that. I'm talking about you. You you're begrudging Hogan, but you're signing up to watch Sting and Luger.
0: I'm not though because I shit on that one more than I did with the other tag tag match and I even said when I talked about the other tag match I said I said this is better than the other one and we reviewed it and I shit on that one too but look you're telling me that you'd rather watch this pile of shit than the tag match with fucking Staying Luger
1: yeah that's exactly what I'm telling you
0: (laughs) That's it for this episode of the Retro <laughs> Review courtesy of your very own <laughs> wrestling purists.
1: Jeff Him Hall One on Twitter, and we're out this motherfucker.
0: Fucking <laughs> God, this <laughs> went off the rails quick. Um, to our guest from Wrestling Recommendations, Travis Lasseter, as always. Um, what do you have going on? I know you got the eBay page, you got wrestling wreck'um. Um go ahead the floor is yours whatever you'd like to share with us
2: you can just check me out on the ebay page tgl the man 12 still putting some more stuff up there um check us out wrestling recommendations we that one's uh in the can it's a good one um and that's about it for me guys i don't really have a whole, whole lot else going on just uh just check out the Twitter, the 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 and the TikTok for wrestling recommendations, wrestling recom, wrestling recommendations on the TikTok, and that's about all I got, boys.
0: You know, it's funny. I listened to um, your one about Flair and Sting where we covered Clash of the Champions and you just covered the match, and I yep. listened to it and I was listening and um, I can't remember if it was you or Eddie, but uh, no, no, no. Eddie says it, but he's like, I honestly forgot when I'm supposed to be on there. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, gotta text up, gotta text him and shoot over the text. But no, we definitely appreciate you uh being on, coming on, talking some subpar professional res- wrestling with us. You know, we definitely appreciate it. Um but it's always a good time, guys. I enjoy being here. That's for I mean, sure. Absolutely. So we will actually see you in a couple of weeks. Um, we have Eddie coming on next week, and I'll get to that in just a moment. But after that, we have a Clash of the Champions episode. And then after that is uh, Fall Brawl War Games from
2: 1994. Mm, uh, <laughs>
3: good
0: one. No, nah, not really. <laughs> um,
2: that's the one with Dusty and Dustin and... uh Right and they wrestle studs table uh yes yeah oh,
3: yeah
0: oh. this is also um the 35 second Matt classic with steve austin and jim duggan fuck jim duggan
2: fuck jim duggan you're goddamn right you know Jeff... fuck john moxley but shout out to those guys of bleeding john doing the lord's work god damn it you
0: you couldn't be more right uh, oh, Champions sorry.
2: Content over there. Those guys. Oh.
0: <laughs> sorry, Jeff. Anything to add about Jim Duggan?
2: No, I'm not <laughs> fucking with you all tonight. <laughs> don't dare, don't dare say that podcast. The right man won. You know they didn't. You know <laughs> the right man did not fucking win that match.
1: National fucking treasure.
2: Fuck off, Jeff. <laughs> For Canada, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was Canadian for months. He was. Nobody bad janitor. janitor.
2: He was a janitor, too. Oh my god.
0: Well, you can find the pod on Twitter, TikTok, and all of the social outlets at WP Pod One. You can listen to the pod on all streaming platforms, including Apple and Spotify. All direct links can be found on our website at linktree.com slash one. And if you enjoy our content and would like to support the show, you can head it over to our buy me a coffee page at WP one, where you can support the show for as little as a dollar. Now next week, because we already know that Travis will be back here in a few weeks. We'll cover uh, the 1994 show mm-hmm. His, um, his other half of wrestling recommendations that would be Mr. Eddie Shepard will be on next week, where we cover, um, arguably one of the best SummerSlam shows of all time. That would be the 2002 edition. Um, this is most notable for the in-ring return of Shawn Michaels.
2: He thinks he's cute.
0: Nosy he knows sexy. he's sexy. <laughs> um, Jeff, you looking forward to that one?
1: I just can't wait.
2: <laughs> the
1: suspense is killing me.
2: Hey man, at least you get a. So we? You, no, you don't get a Lance Storm match there, but you do get Brock and Rock. Um. Uh, yeah, Brock, Rock, HPK, and Triple
3: Ray.
0: H. Uh, Ray yes. and Kurt Angle yes um in a in all-time favorite of mine this goes less than 10 minutes and it's perfect i love it but good, we'll get more in, yeah it's a great opener but we'll get more into it next week which means you have to go to twitter wp1 to follow us you can go to the website sign up for alerts um but other than that, you're going to have to wait till next week When we cover the 81st episode Of The Retro Review, courtesy of your very own Wrestling Purists And we thank you so much For listening to this episode And Thank you for giving us A listen as we provide A pure take On professional wrestling We'll see you next time <laughs>